You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Trey, come back, Trey. I'm coming. Get away from there. They see you, Trey. They see you. Trey, run! I'm running! Get back here! Trey, get back here! Trey! Trey, you're hit! You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to do a podcast? I think I can fit that in. Good deal. Alright, great. Welcome to a much delayed and much anticipated return, a revisit, if you will, to 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And with us is our loyaling. Such producer, <laughs> Jesse Sedgley. Every time. Yes, I am. Well, I saw we say the same thing. We're trying to spice it up with a different adjective. Yes, but we are back. We apologize for the delay. We recorded these episodes already, so it's a little bit of deja vu for us, but we had a little technical snafu, and our yeah. recordings got foobar, so there's some couple of acronyms for you. Uh, so, yeah, we're back. Our 25th episode, Predator, our first, well, no, our second Arnold movie. You know what kind of sucks about having to redo it again is you know what I think of it. Yeah, that's the only bad thing. That's the only bad thing. We'll, so we can act I will, surprised. I will act. <laughs> I was doing some acting on that podcast. Yes. Yes, everybody. But it's good to be back again. We apologize for the delay, but we hope y'all are still out there eagerly anticipating this. So let's get right into it. Predator released June 12, 1987, one week after the children's classic, Harry and the Hendersons which has a unique bond to this movie, which we'll get to in just a moment. IMDb gives it a 7.9, Rotten Tomatoes a 77%, 15 million estimated budget, opening of 12 million, domestic gross 59.7 million, and a worldwide of 98.2, almost hit the 100 million mark. Close, but no cigar. I think they still felt good about that that amount of money. (laughs) With that budget, with that return. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Directed by the great John Mc... Well, let me rephrase that. Once great John McTiernan, unlike his recent stuff, who is also also did Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October, and teamed up with Arnold again for Last Action Hero, a very underrated Arnold film, in my opinion. It was written by Jim and John Thomas, who are brothers, actually, and they also wrote the other two movies in the Predator series, Predator 2 and the Adrian Brody Predators. Of course, it's an Arnold movie. How fitting for our 25th episode even though it's our technically our 27th to record. <laughs> but it's our, it is uh, appropriate that our, uh, for an anniversary episode, we do an Arnold movie. Who, I mean, who is, aside from Stallone, I mean, Arnold versus Stallone, it was like Freddy versus Jason in the 80s. Like, Freddy versus Jason, Arnold, Stallone, Batman, Spider-Man, if you read comics, which I know you didn't. Yeah. But, you know, Scooch. those were some of the schoolyard Scooch, things. Okay. And it was funny, too, speaking of Last Action Hero, there's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is they're in a video store, and the movie, have you seen, I guess you haven't seen Last Action I've seen Hero. it once a while back. We know the kid has a ticket, so he's in He's in the Jack, whatever, Schwarzenegger characters was in the movie, and they're in a video store, and he looks at a, and it's a standee of Terminator 2, you know, with Arnold on the motorcycle, except it's Stallone's head, yep. and Arnold's standing <laughs> right next to him, and he's like, and the kid's like, this isn't right, this is... You know, this is supposed to be you. He's like, are you kidding? I love this guy. Talking about Stallone, you know. So, I don't know why I remember that, but it was awesome. But it was, again, Arnold. I mean, when you think of the 80s, who else, who better epitomizes the 80s in motion pictures, aside from Arnold Schwarzenegger. But yeah, he was Dutch. Of course, he played in such cinema classics as Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian, Terminator, Twins, Red Heat, Running Man, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, et cetera, et cetera. CG-wise in Terminator Salvation. Kindergarten. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, 
this should have been out around Thanksgiving. We're now in the Christmas season. Just watched last week, Jingle All the Way, one of my favorite Christmas movies <laughs> with Arnold. And Turbo Man. Turbo Man. It's Turbo Time. Yeah, <laughs> and Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear much from him these days. No. What happened to him? Is he dead? I've seen him do a, a he wishes he comic thing not, not too awful long ago. Just one of those, BET like, or something like every that. Every now and then, he'll, I guess he'll randomly pop up on something, and you just say, oh, yeah, I thought he was dead. <laughs> it's just a common thing for somebody you ain't seen in a while, you know. There was a big thing I remember a long time ago, like uh, before Weird Al came back with Amish Paradise, and that album was like, everybody's like, oh, is Weird Al still alive? Because he hadn't come out with something in a while, and I was like, oh, he's back, yeah. <sighs> the great yeah. Carl Weathers was Arnold's co-star. That's Dylan! We all, of course, he was another iconic character, which we know very well, as Apollo Creed, Stallone's one, nemesis. One, two, and three, and four. All of them, yeah. Four, not five. Well, not five, and yeah. uh, the remake, I mean, not the remake, the... Uh, just the Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Uh, Damn cool. that, he's also Drago. He's like Carl Weathers has some great characters when you really think about it. Dylan, Apollo Creed, and uh, oh, and Happy Gilmore. What was his name? Chumps. Uh, Chubbs. Chubbs. Chubs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a great character. You know, I mean, him waving with the alligator from heaven at the end. It's like <laughs> one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Uh, he's also in the '80s classic action Jackson. And then Bill Duke was Mac, who also fought in this movie. He was fighting with Arnold, but then he also tried to kill Arnold in Commando. Arnold had the famous line uh, when Bill Duke tells him he's a Green Beret. He's like, I eat Green Berets for breakfast. Uh, and then uh, commences to kick his ass. Carl Weathers he, just looks weird without the mustache. Yeah, he's like it's like Tom Selleck. You gotta get you. Look where he was born. New Didn't Orleans. know that. Oh, wow. Apollo Creed's a hometown boy, so to speak. Home <laughs> state boy, I guess I should say. God, that's an awesome cover for Rocky II where it's like an actual fight card. <laughs> yeah, That's badass. I liked him in um, Rested Development. Mm, I haven't seen that. Oh, man. I've seen, like, the first four episodes. I never uh, got around to finishing it. He, he plays himself. It's pretty funny. Oh, it's awesome. I love when <laughs> a, a star plays themselves in something, yeah. where they pull it off, like, in a good way. He's, like, really frugal. And, and he's, <laughs> <laughs> like, collecting old food, making soup out of it and stuff yeah, like that. he played that. in 28 really episodes funny. in the heat of the night. I didn't know he was in that that huh. much. Me either. Street Justice. Oh, Gotta love that name. Played in oh, he was in Tour of Duty? I don't remember that. I love that show. Anyway, back to Predator. And, of course, Jesse Ventura was Blaine. Also played with Arnold in The Running Man. And he has a great television show. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That must have been like a... Military police. (laughs) He must have been somebody in the background. (laughs) Like uh, Sonny Landham was in Poltergeist as the pool dude. (laughs) You know, just like that random, like... Wasn't a big star yet, I guess. Or Sean Penn's in an episode of Little House on the Prairie. Really? Yeah. How old was he? Like... Oh. He's still the big nose and that smarmy look on his face like eh. He's just watching something like, being what's made. Up, man? Pretty much. he's yeah. watching a bell being made, that's all he is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did you hear that thing too? The uh, Bell Observer. The Dos Aki's uh most interesting man in the world was an episode of Star Trek. Oh really? <laughs> he was like he was one of the dudes that read a, wore a red shirt. I don't know, if you know how much you know of Star Trek lore, but if basically I mean, I know the red if you shirt. wear a red shirt you die. He didn't die in his episode, so it's like oh, man. the little <laughs> internet meme that was like, you know, I don't always play in Star Trek and when I do I don't fucking die. <laughs> to tie That's that nice. in. Well yeah, Jesse Ventura also has a TV show called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura where he basically threatens these witnesses that have seen things to elaborate on how conspiratorial it is. But it's a fun Yay. show. And uh, Sonny Lane, I was mentioned before, he was Billy. He was also in 48 Hours, Lock Up, What's the Lone, and The Pool Dude and Poltergeist. That's a bit role. And Shane Black was Hawkins, who also wrote Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and The Last Boy Scout. And he was actually brought in on this film to sort of oversee the script. And they're like, hey, why don't you just play Hawkins? They're like, okay. 
Yeah, I do. You might as well. I mean, you know, get the screen, uh, get the paycheck as script supervisor, so to speak, and then an actor. So I take it. Elipidia Carillo was Anna, who also played in Seven Pounds and a whole bunch of random ass TV shows, and didn't do much after this. Uh, but it's funny too because uh, we talked about the thing a couple weeks ago. How you know that was an all male cast. This one almost made it. Hmm. Yeah. It's sort of, I guess, a jungle version of the thing. Instead of the Antarctic, you had the jungle. And then Kevin Peter Hall was the Predator. He also played the Predator in Predator 2. And like we said at first, there was a connection between this movie and Harry and the Hendersons. He was Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. So not only is he one of the most badass aliens of all time, he's almost also one of the most lovable characters in any <laughs> He's movie. the most lovable Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, I mean that face he made. Yeah. I like his it's, smile. His, yeah, his happy smile. Yeah, well, That's a great Happy, movie. happy smile. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He passed away in April of 1991 due to AIDS, which he contracted with a blood transfusion. So rest in peace, my friend. And the voice of the Predator was none other than Peter Cullen, who would is infamous, so to speak. Well, I guess that's the wrong word, because unless you're using the Three Amigos terminology, where infamous is more than famous, and not like, you know, the negative connotation. <laughs> uh, he's the voice of Optimus Prime in the cartoons. And he's done millions of other voices, too, but he's... Uh, and Geekdom is much more well known as the voice of Optimus Prime and of course they kept him in the original movie I mean uh, the Michael Bay movies as the voice which was sold me on him at first till I actually saw the first two so anyway but on to Predator now of course we're recording so I already know what you think but these people don't our loyal listeners don't who stuck yeah. with us to our lengthy absence so Daniel Santangelo what did you think of the 1987 classic Predator I thought it was a piece of Great film history. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big fan of the one-liners. I like mm-hmm. one-liners when that's what they're going for sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, pushing too many pounds. Just, just all the little different ones. Especially uh, in our group, I think. You know, slack-jawed faggots. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual tyrannosaur. There's just a ton of them in this one, and I think. Uh, you son of a bitch. You, know, you asked me to name an Arnold line. Most of them like, oh, I'll be back. You know, like, mm-hmm. which... In the movie, that's not that big of a line, but you know, when part two comes out, it becomes the big line of the movie when it has nothing to do with you know <laughs> anything of drastic importance except he's coming back in a car through the front of a police station. But uh, I think Predator and uh, Running Man are probably his most with just the those epitomize the one-liners and Kindergarten Cop on, uh, and Commando. Yeah, yeah, hmm. I remember uh, listening when well, you go to like the Arnold it. soundboards. Yeah, there's there's a good bit from. Uh, He's dead tired. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get the pillow for my friend? He's dead tired. (laughs) There's a lot from Commando that I enjoy. Yeah, but but um, Carl Weathers, you can't go wrong with him. He's one of those type (laughs) type of actors. Um, and his prime too. They do a really good job of making everybody seem really badass. Yeah, like like when Mac is shaving his face with a dry. one with a one razor shaving his face dry like in the jungle you can hear it yeah what that's i would never do that no shit he's <laughs> <laughs> got like leather for i won't skin. even do it with like a mach 4 or whatever and especially just that one thing yeah, one mean, time i got caught not, get, not like i got caught with it but I <laughs> what'd had you to, get caught with dude? i had to shave yeah. on one friday because my little goatee was a little a little too long, mm-hmm. and they gave you a one razor. This is a, this what is a are you walker. supposed to do? Like hold it out and it out. That hurt. Oh, they wanted you to shave it off completely. Yes, Ooh. and it hurt. <laughs> I could I could never go back to one of those. I mean, like no way. But 
Anyway, because my wife gets disposable ones like that, like for the shower for you know female legs and just a one female. Well, legs. you know, I mean, they're similar. Like I don't know if yeah. they're one bladed, but they're similar to that look. Yeah. They might have two blades on. I don't know. But then she always so. always catch her stealing mine. I'm like, bitch, those things are thirty bucks a pack. Don't be using those. Those are for facial hair, not I, just I skinny ass a, leg hair. I use those those four like twenty shaves before I throw one away because it's so damn expensive. Yeah, aggravates. What what I, <laughs> I have a I have a I have like in the packs I buy I have a set like. Uh, if I gotta shave my whole face, like I have a meeting or something, I want to clean up. I only use this one razor for shaving my whole face. Yeah. But if I'm just trimming, I'll use the same razor, exactly. you know, till I can visibly see that it's not cutting the hair. Yeah, I so mean, I segregate them. I can even do sometimes where I don't even put shaving cream. I just wet like if I'm doing under my chin. Yeah, if I do just my neck, I'll actually just put lotion, or like moisturizer, and just and then I ain't gotta do nothing after it. I just do water and just have it. Chill there for a little bit, you know. Have a, anyway, this is shave talk <laughs> with Trey Harris and Daniel Sandangelo for all you men out there. Jesse gave us like the weird ass, like, well, come on, guys, really? <laughs> no, I was just listening. Uh, he was like, I never thought of that. No. Now, the times or the time that I did see this before, you know, I watched it a couple like a month ago, <laughs> was um, it's a lot more gory than I thought, especially Didn't when you remember, showed, yeah, the, the skin and then the entrails and stuff. It's a little. I mean, it's nothing compared to the fly or, or yeah. the thing, but it was a lot more it's, gory than I thought it would be. And it was for me, mm-hmm. too. And, of course, that's when we originally recorded. But uh, I, saw, I watched it for the first time on Blu-ray to refresh my memory on the movie. And uh, it was like watching it. It was like watching 90% of it for the first time because there's certain scenes on the Blu-ray that aren't in high def. It just, like, I guess they didn't have, like, the high-resolution master print of the movie or something so like the scene where he falls off the waterfall before right before he gets covered yeah. with mud was like it goes i mean it doesn't change the aspect ratio but it, you know you have crystal clear as he's sliding down going oh shit and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like this grainy home video of him <laughs> oh, falling down the fall uh waterfall uh but other than that like the first half of the movie is like so pristine i'm like i didn't notice that like uh like the entrails are like when billy gets the uh from under, when he finds the skin bodies and yeah. he gets the dog tags and throws them to dutch it's like I never noticed like their guts and all that shit were on the ground. Like so many, and it was it was all it was like when Aliens came out on Blu-ray, the the set. Watching that movie on Blu-ray when something's been or any movie I guess that's been remastered where they've actually gone in and you can tell it's not just a, a high definition transfer of a DVD. It's just phenomenal. It's literally like watching it for the first time. Um, love the music. You look into the predator's eyes as well, like all that. Sound effects were like the sound design of the whole film was just like that predator, like. And we were talking about this, uh, the sound effects during the the big fight at the beginning. Oh yeah, the so, girly yeah screams. Of <laughs> there were some interesting screams. <laughs> just very un. Like they lost a little uh, testosterone during some of those. Screams. Well, I mean, the main cast had so much testosterone it just drained it out of everybody else. They're like, oh. But overall. Really good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a very striking action movie too. It's one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite pure action movie as far as just a straight up action movie goes. This and uh, Die Hard are probably my two favorite action movies. And uh, you mentioned the music. Uh, Alan Silvestri did the music, and I think this is. We always talk about the music for the films we do usually when there's something memorable. But I think this is one of next to Terminator as far as honor movies go. Probably you know one of his memorable scores. Like the second I hear, like oh that's Predator, just immediately. And I th- it's not one that I, you know a lot of people remember. I think, but if you you know, if you're a fan of auto movies, it's one you can easily remember and pick out. Not quite as iconic as the Terminator, since there's that franchise is a little more successful. But anyway, so obviously you liked it, so that's a good thing. Enjoyed it. Uh, that was really good. Uh, the roar was a bit corny, but funny. 
Oh, Arnold? Uh, yeah. I think it went on for a little long. <laughs> it became a little Tarzanic. Yeah. When he just goes, ah! And you're like, okay. Ah, he, he's still going. Okay, Let's see okay. if we can bring and it up he, real quick. And he's going again. <laughs> we'll work on it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, oh, here we go. That's the Which Predators. The, yeah, this yeah, is the Arnold rule. Yeah, we're looking for the Arnold one. Wait, there it is. With this one? Yeah. 29 seconds long. <laughs> well, that's just the clip. I'm sure it's not the whole roar, but... All right, check this out, guys. Know. Could be the whole thing. This is pretty funny. I love how it builds up. It's so awesome. Reminds me of Aliens at the end. It builds up. It's having an explosion. It builds up to this. Somebody oh, no. dubbed it. No. <laughs> they put the T-Rex from... <laughs> Damn, YouTube. <laughs> Fuck you, YouTube. Oh, wow. That would have been better. <laughs> I mean, watching yeah, it, right? how awesome would that have been? Well. <laughs> well, there's not... Congratulations, Dumaru. You got us. You got us good. The son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, well. I watched... When I was a kid... Uh, uh, we didn't we had we had cable, but we didn't have like a lot of premium channels. And I remember when Encore came out, right, this is before Stars. I mean, it was one of those. It was like the cheap premium channel, like hit movies from the '60s, '70s, and '80s for like eight bucks a month. So mom's like, "Oh yeah, we'll get that." And they played the shit out of Predator, <laughs> over and over. I mean, after after nine o'clock at night, it was pretty much the Predator channel. And me and my brother would just watch it over and over and over. Oh, wait, okay, this might be the correct scream. <laughs> It looks like he recorded off television too with his phone, so maybe it's. Going and going. What the fuck? Like he's in a cave. <laughs> I think the predator like pissed himself a little. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh. Yeah, but I watched the. Me and my brother would watch Predator like two or three times a night on weekends just because they literally <laughs> played it back to back. And it's so, as a kid, when you watch, I mean, that, that's like the, of course, you know, of course, uh, the Star Wars generation, you know, aliens were until basically Alien and Predator, for the most part, you know, you had E.T. and Star Wars aliens. You had Jabba the Hutt and E.T., you know, menacing in a way, but not scary. Alien is freaking scary. <laughs> you know, that gave me nightmares. The Predator is just you know, bad at like that. If you saw that that dude come out of a spaceship, you wouldn't like, oh hey little guy, how you doing? You'd run the other way. <laughs> it's not like the Close Encounters aliens. I mean, aliens were pretty much, except War of the Worlds, which you really don't see much of them. The original War of the Worlds, mm. you see like a hand come down, like oh they had the flu, <laughs> the world is saved. You know, so Pred <laughs> Alien and Predator, which you know, they it's like awesome how they eventually met. <laughs> <laughs> Those were scary. Yeah, that was scary. They were really fucking scary <laughs> in Sons. Those are... I would not mess with those aliens. Although, all you have to do to kill them is just spit on them, like... Unless they gas you first, I guess. You gotta, I guess you gotta hold your breath, and then... You know... So they'd have a hell of a time against Sylvester the Cat. If the aliens were... Or Daffy Duck. Because they'd be... <laughs> can't imitate either one of them, but... Yeah. The water... Smelt. The water from their melt mouth would, you know, kill them. Okay, anyway, back to Predator. Yeah, but, uh... Definitely my favorite Arnold movie by far uh, which doesn't take anything away from his other classics but Predator is just so epic to me but uh, this is funny too a lot of people well I guess this is more of one, a little piece of trivia that's a little more common so to speak that some people know uh, but in that scene where the hole in the jungle comes out when uh, I think it's Poncho gets killed when the chick runs away yeah. Dana's very interested in what I'm about to say <laughs> uh, 
that scene of the predator sort of running at the camera, that shot. Pretty that short. That was John Claude scene. Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very. That was his one scene as the predator, which he left. <laughs> one scene. Uh, they say he left because of creative differences, but I need air quotes right there for everybody uh, who can't <laughs> see me. Um, but the real reason is so. I guess the I guess the rumor reason is is that because when he learned that you wouldn't see his face, he's like, I don't want to be in a movie where like I'm in a mask. I want to be in a movie where you see my face. Because I'm John Claude Van Damme, yeah. <laughs> and because of his thighs and karate, yeah. he can do splits. Mm. So Van he's Damme, got a good to put it. Oh, got, I messed up a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, don't do that. He's got a pretty good roar too. Blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> I love Van Damme. He's awesome. Bloodsport's definitely sort of like his. That's my favorite. Predator. Is, yeah. Well, I like uh, actually, Bloodsport would be probably my third after. Uh, Hard Target's my favorite, and then probably Universal Soldier, the original, and then Bloodsport. Simply yeah, because I like Hard Target. Hard Target. I mean, Hard Target. You got John Woo before he yep. became Americanized with like Face Off and you know garbage movies. Like mm-hmm. that was that was his. There. Oh, and Van Damme's IMDb picture is his picture of Chaz Boudreaux from Hard Target. <laughs> yeah. With his mul- shiny, glistening mullet and all, that movie's so badass. It oh, and Tom- oh shit, I forgot about Tom Cop. Yeah, Bloodsport, you got knocked down another notch because Tom Cop is fucking badass. <laughs> That's like, uh, you ever seen Tom Cop? No. Nope. It's real. Like, I mean, it's it's just a good movie. Like, period. It's like a really good, unique action movie for the time. But Double Impact with the uh, Rodman. Himself. Oh wait. Oh, is that the one? Oh, yeah, no, that's right. It's double Impact was where he had the which two. One, and which then one's a... Double Team. Double Team, okay. Them, where they fight in the... I can't even remember. I don't remember that movie as the it end. They're fighting team, in, a, in yeah. like the Roman Coliseum, and there's a white tiger <laughs> circling him and Rodman and the enemy, and then like Rodman pretends that he lands on a mine, and the dude's psyched out, and Van Damme kills him. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't know. It's one... <laughs> Let's talk about a good movie. Yeah, uh, I don't recommend that to anybody. And when, again, talking about the Predator himself, when they were... One of the attempts to get the motion of him moving through the trees, they actually put a monkey in a red special effects suit, but the monkey kept ripping the suit off, so it made it rather ineffective. <laughs> but I think it turned out pretty well. I mean, it kind of looked like he's not moving underwater when he's kind of yeah. going from tree to tree, but it's it's alien looking. You know, it's not normal. So I think it plays really well to the uh, the feel of it, more so than seeing an oddly shaped thing swing effortlessly mm. through the trees. Uh, and originally, it was called Hunter. The pre- it wasn't called Predator. The Predator himself, I should say, he was called a hunter. And uh, the original design for him was a creature with a long neck and a head shaped like a dog with one big eye in the middle. And uh, they have it in some of the background stuff on the DM, uh, the DVD and the special features. But when the late, great Stan Winston came on, basically had the, you know, was intelligent enough to say, that's fucking stupid. Let me do something. And we have now we have the iconic design of the Predator, which, as I mentioned before, I think is one of the best looking alien, one of the best designed aliens ever. It definitely and, uh, is. And this, to me, is the best part of trivia about this movie. The, the coolest thing as to how Predator got made. Uh, a bunch of writers were sitting in a room kind of brainstorming for the studio, and they were talking about Rocky. Like, you know, where can we take this, the Rocky series? And somebody jokingly says, like, well, Rocky should fight E.T. That's the only place this series can go. Because, he's you know, he's fought everybody else, basically. So then uh, one of the writers, I guess one of the Thompson brothers, or maybe both of them, they're both in the meeting, like, hmm, let's sort of take... You know, an action star versus an alien, but in a different format, from a boxing ring to a what we have in Predator with a commando team jungle, in the jungle, yeah. and it it worked amazingly and created you know an iconic screen villain. So, although I still would like to see Rocky fight an alien, that would be badass. <laughs> I don't know, like what alien could Rocky fight? That would be fair. 
I mean, maybe a predator without like you know the weapons. Kind of like in the, I guess in the, you know what? I bet the end scene of Predator where their fight, where he fights on and he takes all his shit off, is a reference to the fact that this is Rocky versus an alien. Because <laughs> he, he takes his his blades off, he takes his mask off, and it's sort of like okay, hand on hand for a little bit at least until Arnold plays dirty and uses his Boy Scout training to, you know, booby trap the Predator. But that'd be. They should do that. I mean, Rocky's back. You know, Bob Balboa was good. They need to take it to the next step, and you know, Rocky versus Predator. It's probably <laughs> next Rocky. will probably like fight Mayweather. Watch, watch uh, some be, stupid stuff happen. They, and, well, my opinion, don't need to make another one because they ended it very well, where he's too old to fight, basically. Yeah. You know, so they really don't. And they want like another Rambo too, and they ended it so well. They, <laughs> I like, never you know, watched it. It was that like an Rambo. end. Oh, Dad, your son. No, but I mean, like both, like you know. I, they had a, a string of great 80s revisited movies, so to speak, with the uh, Rocky sequel, the uh, uh, Rambo sequel, the Die Hard sequel was great, Live for Your Die Hard, although the new one looks a little eh. Uh, and then, you know, of all people, Spielberg and Lucas fuck it up with Indiana Jones, mm. you know, so they don't need, you know, but they he, he went back to Rocky and Rambo and ended them in a big way, especially uh, Rambo, to where, you know, Rambo never came home because of... You know his relationship with his dad and everything else that was going on is the way America treated him. And then he finds a reason to come back and and you know the, uh, the just the Rambo one, uh, and he goes home and that was the end of the movie. I mean, the entire credits are him walking down that long ass dirt road to his house with the mailbox saying Rambo on the front. You know it was like the only thing I wanted from that movie is when he got to the door after the credits in it was like Clint Eastwood saying Welcome home, son. That would have been the <laughs> baddest ass thing ever. But uh, yeah, things the road not taken unfortunately. Uh, this is funny too. Uh, Jesse Ventura and Arnold have like had like a friendly rivalry on the set, and uh, one of the costume designers, or I guess one of the people in the costume department, told Ventura that his biceps were actually bigger than Schwarzenegger's. So when Ventura found that out, he's like, "Hey, Arnie, Arnold, whatever, uh, let's have let's measure our biceps and see whose are bigger." Well, it turned out Schwarzenegger's were actually two inches bigger than Ventura's, but Schwarzenegger told the costume people to tell Ventura that, just as a joke, I guess, just to make him feel like he was bigger than Arnold or whatever. But, uh, I mean, when, when you see them all on screen and they're all behemoths, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean. And the thing is, Arnold lost, like, I don't know if I wrote it down or not, but he lost, like, 30, oh, he lost 25 pounds before filming this movie. I mean, if you're Mr. Olympia yeah. and you lose 25 pounds, I mean, I assume that's 25 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I mean, what else is he going to lose, you know? Because, I mean, he was, he's, uh, the reason he did it because he wanted to fit the role of a special warfare operative rather than, you know, I'm just a big guy in a combat suit and, you know, I look out of place. Which I think, honestly, was a great idea because you know he's he's still big and muscular, but he's never his Mr. Olympia days where he's just you know I mean gigantic like the Hulk, you know Lou Ferrigno. He's not like just huge. Uh, and then Kevin Peter Hall, who also who was the Predator, who passed away, like we mentioned, uh, he had the cameo at the end of the movie. He's the black helicopter pilot. Oh, nice. Uh, which you already knew because we did this already. <laughs> <laughs> still say, oh, nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Better the first time you told me that. <laughs> Even better the second time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, body count. <laughs> Do you remember what it was from two weeks ago? Yes. Like maybe twenty-eight. No, yeah, it was more than that. Well, that was Arnold's, close to Arnold's Arnold, kills. Fifty-two. Yeah. Higher. Fifty-eight. Higher. Sixty-three. Hi- higher. Sixty-nine. There you go. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, yeah. Sixty-nine kills, twenty-five, which belonged to Arnold, mm. and that twenty-five for Arnold includes the title character, the Predator. And of course, this was a big hit. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a hit today, to where that was the one thing about the '80s. Like when something was a hit, 
they didn't like put out a sequel every year or you know they didn't crank it out well pardon me with the exception of Friday the 13th and the horror movie franchises uh, but like you know Predator did have a sequel with the great Danny Glover sweating in every scene in Los Angeles <laughs> where the Predator goes to the urban jungle of the concrete jungle I guess I should say <laughs> Uh, which was really awesome seeing because you know you have them in the, the in this environment, then you have them in you know a, an environment we're more familiar with, the city. And of course, Danny Glover had big shoes to fill, but luckily Gary Busey was also in Predator Two, so never watched. It, well, I think it was ninety. I don't know. No, maybe it was eighty nine. Maybe we'll hit it up one day on here. We'll find out the exact date right now. But then also recently, yeah, the old Predator Two. Speaking of, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I really thought it would come up. <laughs> You'd think. But uh, speaking of, like, we're talking about, like, you know, 80s movies that had sequels recently. Of course, this this series did, too, with Predators, which for the longest time was rumored to be written, going to be written written and directed by Rodriguez. Uh, Richard, uh, Robert. Robert Rodriguez. I don't know why I said Richard. Think of the Night Stalker. Dick Rodriguez. Uh, which would have, you know, I thought Predators were pretty good, except minor story points, but you haven't seen it, so I won't say anything. But Adrian Brody's, I know you like him from yeah. the piano and everything. Great actor. King and Kong. he, bo- like, there's a... There's a scene where he takes his shirt off, and uh-huh. I was like, oh. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, because he's always like a dork. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's never like a, a badass. But he's, he was the like, he was just, he was, you know, Christian Bale-esque. Like, I like different. where this is going. I bet you do. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, any final thoughts on the movie proper? You always give it a score. I don't even remember the score I gave it last time. I think... Well, now but, that you had a chance to reflect on it, I'd give it probably about an eight point four. Very respectable mm-hmm. score. I think it's really good. It's my uh, third favorite Arnold. What are your first two? Terminator Two and then Kindergarten Cop. Uh, then Predator. No argument there. Mm-hmm. Round out the top five. Ooh, I like the original Terminator when we did mm-hmm. that. That would probably be close. And I like Twins. Twins I mean, is funny twins, to me. Uh, that's yeah. the genius of Arnold. I mean, mm-hmm. he's good. You know, of course, he's an action star, and then but you can put him in a comedy, and it works to, really well. Be close to Twins and Commando. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Commando. What's his worst? I hated him. It's Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Batman. Okay, we're not easy. counting that one. That's a given. <laughs> Although he was the best part of the movie. <laughs> There's some I haven't seen. I've never seen Jingle All the Way. Never seen. Uh, that wouldn't be yours. Mr. Mo- the one with Junior. Yeah, I never pregnant? watched that. That's probably. I mean. I mean, you got him and Devito in it, so I mean, it, it's so it's funny, but the premise is just so odd. I don't really like Devito, which is interesting that I like twins. Mm-hmm. So I just really don't care for him. But mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to say if a, a least favorite one. I don't care. My, I mean, not that it's a bad movie. Red Heat, you know, it's good, but it's not. Oh, the best uh, Raw. I'm, I'm sorry, not Raw. What's the shit? I know my I least favorite. Of... I watched it once and I couldn't stand it. At least the f- first time I watched it was Last Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> but I, I mean, that is I sort of a black a sheep in like his. But a I lot mean, of this, like this was when when it just came out. Like, I saw it in the theater and was like, "This movie's fucking awesome." Yeah, I didn't like it. Danny and yeah. Bridget Wilson was in it. I think that was like oh, really? one of her first movies. See, I don't even, now, I don't even remember if she was in it. So that's how long it's been. I watched I remember, it a lot because I remember when uh, Mortal Kombat came out. I was like, "Oh, the chick from Last Action Hero is Sonya Blade, <laughs> badass." Yeah, I just didn't like it. What, just, what? You know, when you own one of those VHSs, <laughs> you just <laughs> seems to find your way in your VCR. Six point eight. Yeah. But it's, de- I mean, it's it's definitely panned. Like a lot of people don't like it. Like yeah. even Arnold fans. But I think it's it's awesome. It's so because like it. he's he's basically in a sense playing 
his stereotype exactly in a movie but then not a movie and it's it's i mean mctiernan directed it before he went kind of crappy in my opinion uh very well directed there's a Uh, cartoon cat in it (laughs) it might be different now but i didn't like it then actually i haven't seen it in so long i think i'm gonna go watch it too just to reminisce about how good it was and i love when movies have covers like the painted you know indiana jones covers like where it's I mean, look at that shit. Look at this. Kind of looks like an NES video game. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like uh, Rolling Thunder Later 3 NES. or something. Yeah, later NES game. Definitely. And look at that, look at that title with the, uh, what's that font and word like that? Where it's that exact same font. Yeah. The Indiana Jones like look, yeah. title look. It's awesome. I mean, he does have some bad at? ones. What? Oh, oh, Predator? Oh, like, uh, I'm trying to remember what I gave it last time, like you, and I, I want to say I gave it like a 9.8 or something. Because, yeah. I mean, it is my favorite Arnold movie. Mm-hmm. So, appropriately so, you know, 9.8. I mean, I mean I say, and when I say like highest rated Arnold, like my favorite, I would still give like Total Recall, uh, Terminator 2, uh, Running Man, like 9.8s too. Because they're, I mean, they're all just, I mean, his movies define so many people in our age group's childhood as far as like, you know, sort of, I guess, the R rated side of the movies that you watch, the adult movies you watch when you're a kid. Because everybody had, you know, Star Wars, Superman, Tim Burton's Batman, et cetera, et cetera, Ninja Turtles. But, you know, everybody also, I mean, I'm, when Terminator 2 came out, if you di- if you were in the schoolyard and didn't have a Terminator 2 t-shirt, you got <laughs> fucking picked on. And I told that story before, I think, for the Terminator podcast, where like, I finally found, like, the badass one. It's the exoskeleton staring right at you, an iconic-looking picture, and it says, like, I'll be back, or I said I'd be back, or I forget what it says now, but... Nobody else had it. I got it from Walmart. Begged my mom to buy it. Show up the next day. Some other motherfucker has the shirt on the same day I get it. <laughs> I guess they put it out that, that night before at Walmart, and then, like, it just so happens. Of course, this was the days where we had to drive to another town to go to Walmart yeah. from Walker, where we grew up. You know, and it's like, oh, oh, I got Terminator shirts. I got to get one. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> well. But in the real world, again, this released on June 12th, 1987. I was seven years old. Daniel, you were, what, three and just turned three? Mm-hmm. Or almost turning three? Y'all's yeah, awesome. On June 2nd, 1987, Whitney Houston released her second album, Whitney, self-titled, with the smash hit, I Want to Dance with Somebody. <laughs> I hope you can sing a little bit more like the first time we recorded I this. I the heat with somebody, somebody who loves me. That's it for karaoke theater. And then on the again uh, on the same day this released, June twelfth, nineteen eighty seven, President Ronald Reagan, one of my personal heroes, visits the USSR and says the gives you the, the iconic speech where he tells Mr. Gorbachev to tear down this wall. So uh, again, like uh, again, I, I keep saying again, it's because I've said this before, everybody. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think he watched Predator on Air Force One on the way over, and like, hmm. Fuck these commie bastards. <laughs> and then uh, June 17th, just five days after the release of Predator, possibly due to an alien predator hunting animals on Earth, the dusky seaside sparrow becomes extinct. God rest your soul, you little dusky seaside sparrow. See, now, when, we did, when we did it last time, I had a cool little comment. I was hoping you remember, because I... But I don't remember it now. <laughs> hmm... It's something to do with them being. Well, you can do what I did on the next episode. If you remember it by then, you could just bring it back up, <laughs> like I've had to do before. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, June twenty second, the great Fred Astaire passes away of pneumonia on June twenty second, nineteen eighty seven. Definite loss to the the golden age of Hollywood. And now, our new segment, which we're premiering again because we've done it already. <laughs> before oh, yeah, we that's right. On our twenty fifth episode, we actually have a new segment now, which we call Back to the Future. 
We're done revisiting the 80s. We're going back to the future. It's a double entendre there, tying in an 80s movie with a clever title, so to speak, I guess. It is nice. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start doing this at the end of each podcast where we just kind of come back to today and just, you know, briefly talk about something relevant uh, that everybody might be, you know, looking, watching, playing, listening to today. So uh, for our very first one, we're going to talk about, Daniel's going to do a little talk about Halo 4, and we're going to chime in because we've all been playing it. We played a shit ton of it last night. Uh, with the new map pack that just dropped. Yeah, yeah the, relevant the, to Predator. Yeah. That's true, yeah. You're fighting <laughs> aliens, and the Covenant elites do have the mandibles, yeah, much akin true. to the Predator. It's a lot of gunplay, a lot of gunplay. Um, actually, it's, that's one of the good things about our podcast not working last time is because we've had a chance to play it more. The new map yeah. packs come out. Um, yeah, that was planned. <laughs> <laughs> actually, campaign-wise, a lot. I enjoyed the campaign. I did it all co-op, though. So my first experience with it was totally co-op. Uh, to me, it was one of my favorite campaigns. Three is my favorite with the scarabs and all that stuff, but me playing it with Philip Dobson. Uh, had fun. Asshole. <laughs> had fun with Halo 4, and you could tell, you know, it's trying to build towards. Yeah. Especially with the thing, the little thing at the end. Yeah, definitely. When you're expecting a little bit more, and that doesn't happen. Um what, what did you think of the campaign? Uh, I mean, I liked it overall. Uh, I didn't like the Call of Duty-esque ending, as no. far as not to give away anything, but you, if you've played a Call of Duty game and then you play Halo 4, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I give the story a break because, I mean, I liked it at first, but then it just kept... It seemed like they were trying to... At points, it seemed like they were trying to stretch it out too far, but then also relate something really quickly. But since it is part of a trilogy, and I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes, you know, I kind of give it a break on that. But yeah. as a standalone story, I was just like, I was expecting a little more. Uh, like you, my favorite in terms of gameplay was three because of like, you know, the epicness of uh, when you had the brute chopper and the, bigger the scale. area, yeah. you know, it was a much bigger scale. Uh, Halo 3 was on Earth, wasn't it? That was when you come back to Earth? I think After, so. Because two ends yeah. when you're coming back. Yeah. And you finish this fight and then it ends. Everybody's like, oh no, fuck this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so it was, you know, the, the scale and the, uh, the stakes were big. In Halo 4, you really, you know, again, it's almost like Halo 1 to where, like, the, uh, what's his name? The, it's not the, rec- you're the reclaimer, so to speak, but the other dude's the project, uh, the villain. He kept calling him something. I forget what they call him. Anyway, he was trying to find, like, Earth. He was going to go to Earth and kill everybody. It was very similar to the first Halo where, like, oh, you can't let him get the computer, or what, the Cortana has a co- co- coordinates to Earth, and if the Covenant get it, they'll go to Earth, which they do anyway, you know, but anyway, yeah. But I liked it, uh. Like you were kind of touching on, I'm thinking of last time, <laughs> but uh, the multiplayer is just phenomenal in this one. I think it's the best multiplayer. Yeah, so gameplay I, wise, not map selection wise, but yeah, three still. Yeah, I, I'm just they did it right with the map selection. Three, three was the best, but um, the the new map packs that came out uh, on the tenth just so, yesterday. Yeah, two of them I really enjoy. I think it's well balanced. I, I, I'm a big fan of symmetrical maps because there's no you need to get there because that's the yeah, best spot. Yeah, it's not like because the, there's uh, one on what's the map with the tank and the goshog. Oh, exile. Exile. Yeah. Like if you start with red, you better run to the right and grab the tank. Or in the tank, or if you start on yeah. the blue, you better grab the goshog and go try to take out the tank. It's harvest, shatter, and wreckage are the names of them. Yeah, wreckage. Um, I really like forge wise. I don't do a lot of that, so I'm gonna have to give it to Jesse and tell me what you think of forge as compared to Reach and Halo Three. Oh, as far as functionality, this one's the best one. Map choice. Worst one. <laughs> yeah. Hoping these map packs will improve, improve upon it. They need to they eventually add, anything in this yeah, add a forge that is a, just a true sandbox with yeah. nothing 
a, a blank slate where you can do what you want with it. I mean, to Jesse's credit, like with the maps that I've seen for him already, I mean, just phenomenal. So, mm. I mean, there's ways to do things that you want, but of course, the dream is to have that open. It was called Sandbox, wasn't it? In three, yeah, the big. Sandbox. It was actually called Sandbox, yeah. Even Forge yeah. World was. I was happy with Forge World. Yeah, it was really um, interesting. The, the budget, way they did it. The budget was too weak. Yeah, the budget's much better now. Um, I mean, but then again, I haven't really been able to stretch my wings or whatever the hell the term <laughs> is. I wonder what you can do with the new map packs if there's some areas we may not know about. Yeah, kind of like what you did with that one map where you put the facing worlds from Unreal tournament under under oh, under the yeah. map you know i wonder if there's anything like that where maybe you can use it. not really it's pretty tight parameters as far as what's come out if you're talking about the crimson map I, I yeah haven't even that, jumped that's into what i mean it. like uh, uh i mean if it's there's pre-made stuff in there then i, I think it's called harvest on one n- not the big i don't know if you played on it. it's not the biggest one but there's some areas on the outside that you can fall off the map so i wonder so, if there's anything available to do on the outside or it'll just say you got to get back into the battlefield i wouldn't think there is because i've noticed with um like what's called impact is that the asteroid one yeah think so. never play that one it's never played like online yeah you know the pre-made one or even for the other ones mm. um which makes me Th- think. that'll start happening though you because think? that yeah that's what happened on three a lot of the times where um, I've never sand- even seen it come up though. No, but like Sandbox, their default one was made a while like you could play on that in, in matchmaking, and then eventually, either by winning the contest or by just MLG, actually spurred a lot of it, where you got to play on maps that were not made by Bungie people. They were made by well, yeah, the other guy. Yeah, I'm not talking about that, but I mean, right now they have. Oh no, no, you can't. You ain't play any right now. No, yeah, I yeah. haven't. I haven't seen anything like that. So. Well, also people, uh, uh, like when you put randoms online, they tend to like they'll pick the same map yeah. every time. Yeah, if it comes, you know, like two or three maps are going to be picked every single time. So that's true. It's just like oh, this again. But yeah, I've never even seen. It so come it's up great. Like last option. night, we had like eight people, so we pretty much controlled the map oh, really? choice. So yeah, good bit. Yeah, Arnold called me, <laughs> but. It was fun. Uh, yes, I enjoyed it. It's a great I, game. I can't wait for Halo 5. Definitely. <laughs> You're done with this one already? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Let's see where the story goes. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest uh, thing positive about it is just that they did, you know, it's sort of like, I hate to compare it to the Phantom Menace, but, you know, they're, they're setting stuff up for what's about to happen and what's Phantom where it Menace. could go is really interesting thematically and story-wise, so it's going to be really cool to see where they take that. Yeah, let's see where Jar Jar ends up. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a energy sword <laughs> or he's one of the covenant like oh no look right. out ah! like killing the covenant by accident master chief's like oh fucking idiot yeah <laughs> just somehow did you watch the uh, forward unto dawn nope it's really like it's really good like uh i liked it almost more than the game like the story in the game because like they're setting up master chief and like the first contact with the covenant and everything and it's just really really awesome like shot well directed well acted well uh, really good. Definitely should check it out. Uh, of course, uh, I think it's free on YouTube. Yeah. But you have to pay for it on Waypoint, something like that. Yeah, you do. Wow. I think, I'm not sure. I know with the collector's edition, I got the collector's edition, so you, you get the map pack free and you got like access to Forward Under Dawn on Waypoint. So I assume that that might not have been free or maybe it is, I don't know, when they just fooled me thinking, oh, I get something extra when it's actually free. Hmm. 
So I don't know. But that's Back to the Future for this week. And also, uh, this is our 25th episode, and as we talked about last time on our 24th episode, we do have a contest set up this week. Uh, we're going to run for a little while now. Of course, we got delayed because of our technical snafu and everything, but uh, we're going to keep it running for a while. We'll kind of announce it each time, and then we'll say when there's an end to it. But we introduced a new segment on this episode, but we'd like to hear what not you're out, you guys and girls ideas for a new segment and the winner will get a brand new sealed copy of Modern Warfare 3 Prestige Edition for PlayStation 3 courtesy of my brother who works at Infinity Ward so that's what's up for grabs a very highly sought after well not now because Black Ops 2 is out now yeah so but if you like the other one the Prestige Edition uh, still sealed it's up for grabs so best idea for a new segment for the show wins and we'll uh, you know if, if there's several good ideas you know we, we, we will reward you as well if we if there's a segment that you guys uh, present to us and we like it enough to implement it you know and you're not just the one that gets the modern warfare we'll find something else to give you like i said i buy blu-rays all the time for you years that i have had discussed something i know but i traded it in because <laughs> like I, I needed christmas money so oh, all right then. so uh, we'll have we'll have something else for you second and third place <laughs> it was the firefly set on dvd i got it on blu-ray because amazon had it on sale for 18 bucks so but then i traded it in because of this snafu, I was like, eh, I'll go ahead and trade it in and I'll think of something else. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but believe me, there will be an equally awesome prize uh, for anybody who implements something. That's, uh, that's true. That Well, I was hoping you didn't bring it up, Daniel, <laughs> since you remember that, but not the cute comment you said about the dusky seaside sparrow, which I remember being distinctly funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, anyway, yeah, but you know, send us your ideas. You can hit us up on the Facebook page at Awesome Podcast Network. Uh, also on Twitter at Awesome Pod is it hashtag Awesome? I don't use Twitter, so I mean, is it it's Awesome at Awesome Podcast? Okay. I ask you that every time because I'm I'm not a Twitterite. I've you know, I don't I, know. I screwed it up last time. Oh really? I got it this time. Sweet. And also our email, everybody, 80sRevisited at gmail.com. There is no apostrophe between that zero and S, so don't put it in there because it'll go to somebody random <laughs> or nowhere. It'll disappear in the thongs of throngs of cyberspace. Uh, but until next uh, next week. Uh, which is just a couple minutes for us, but a whole week for you guys this time, I promise. We'll be talking about our favorite 80s live-action television shows. Many, many good TV shows we'll be talking about. (laughs) But only one with Michael Landon. More info on that reference next week, everybody. So, again, we appreciate you listening. We, again, apologize for the delay, but we're glad to be back, and we're hopefully glad to be infesting your ear holes. So, until next time, I'm Trey Harris. uh, Oh, what am I forgetting Other shows on the... Shit. (laughs) Almost had everything. Uh, yeah, there are there are, there are also two other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network. One being Geekly Dose, hosted by Tim Bridgewater <laughs> and Stephen Nelson Telly. It's a bi-weekly podcast with everything geek. And uh, I just listened to the last one like last week, but I forgot what they talked about. Jesse. <laughs> oh, it was the color of magic. Wait, or was that the one before? Uh, they just talked about uh, the Wii U system. Mostly. Oh yeah, and he was gonna yeah, the ne- yeah definitely pay attention to like the next one, everybody, because uh, Stephen's gonna talk about the Wii U and uh. It just Hopefully came out a lot of zombie today, U, actually. So. Yeah. yeah, he talked oh, about did? Zombie U. He talks oh. about Nintendo Land and Super Mario. Sweet. I have something to listen nice. to on the way home. There you go. And then the other one? It's called uh, Duo Attack with Jesse Sigley, and it's discussing everything Hero Clicks related. Uh, Jesse, any news on that? Uh, yes. <laughs> Notice I just said Jesse Sigley. What's wrong with that? You didn't say another host, because... Oh, yeah, 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 because there's only one host currently, and I'm not currently doing it because Duo Attack. <laughs> Hi, so in the, you know, I'm your host for Duo Attack. <laughs> yeah. Solo Attack. But, um, 
Yeah, that one's kind of in limbo right now. You can always uh, do a... That'd be funny. They'll just do a... This episode do attack is solo attack with just me. Just I've done episodes with, like, complete strangers. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, I might do that again if I feel compelled. But, I mean, we got a lot on our plate right now. So, I mean, right now it's better to uh, promote the movie, mm-hmm. Pursuit of Red X. Speaking of which, which is why we originally took our hiatus to begin with. Yeah. Uh, is there going to be a trailer release date or anything? That we could share. On uh, the just Facebook follow page me or... at Sigily S E I D U L E on Twitter. I'm gonna start using Twitter more often, just because I don't use thing. it. Yeah, <laughs> out of spite. I'm gonna start using that for the film stuff. So follow that, and um, you could be on the, you know, early on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> the four-year-old bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. we've been on it a while. Yeah, but it's, it's safe to say up, it's in the but... can. Uh, be premiering yeah. very soon. We'll keep you guys updated on it. Definitely would appreciate your feedback on it. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Guys and girls, excuse me, have to say. Yep. I hope we still have some girl listeners after a Dirty Dancing episode. I just think that one might have been the nail in the coffin for no. for the females out there. Star Wars, maybe. With all the... Was that before or after Dirty Dancing? <laughs> Thank you. That was, was like before. our 10, 11, 12. I don't remember. But that actually remember. had females in the episode. Yeah. So. No, but the... Yeah, the content. The dirty dancing. I'm just thinking of the, the language in Star Wars. It's called Dirty Dancing, so, you know. <laughs> well, we already said why it was called Dirty Dancing yeah. on that episode. I think it was episode eight, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'll go research it later. No, I won't. Uh, but that's that's it for this week, everybody. Again, we appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sancho. Jesse Sedgley. Kawakitu the Chapa Bunga! Oh, that's good. show and more at the awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts